So today I'm just going to talk about, you know, just really thanking God for things in my life as a whole. And um, and I think I've had a very reflective day yesterday because it's made me think about a lot of things. I had a good conversation with one of my sisters. And when I say my sisters, I mean, you know, well, well, I have to just call her my sister because even though I don't have a biological sister, I think I have you know people who are like sisters to me particularly one person who is very much like a sister because and why I call her a sister is because there's nothing I ever talk to her about it's like God has given her a word that will speak to me and she says it's the same for her as well you know and so I just know that this is a relationship that has been prepared of God and the way in which God enables us to speak into one another's lives is just amazing at those really you know low tenuous moments when you just need you just need that you just need that validation comfort and encouragement from someone you know someone that is living and breathing on earth you know and God knows this you know God really knows that we as human beings, we need human comfort, even as much as he provides that spiritual comfort. But sometimes there's certain things, you just need to hear it from someone else. You know what I'm saying? And she, God uses her a lot to do that. And I know that it's God that does it because most of the time, the things that she says and, you know, how it comes through, you just know this is from God. So that combination of God speaking to another individual and me not just hearing direct and wondering whether you know am i really sure you know it's not just my mind saying this that is the kind of confirmation we need which is why i think it's so important for all of us to be vessels of honor unto god because i i I now realize that there's something about us that makes us you know and and this is why god likes to use human beings because honestly as I think about it, I wonder why when the Holy Spirit comforts me, sometimes it's enough, but sometimes it's more meaningful when I hear the confirmation from someone else. I, I, I don't know if you get me. I, and I think God knows this. Jesus knew this. Which is why Jesus could comfortably go back to heaven knowing that his work would be done. Because he knew that, and he said it to the disciples, he said if they received me, they will receive you. But if they rejected me, to just know that there are people that will reject me. And he's absolutely correct. It's the same thing. We get exactly the same response as Jesus did. As many people embraced him, received him, followed him, forsook all, you know, and embraced Jesus just on the account of witnesses who saw him and some who didn't even see him <laughs> physically, you know, as they do till today. So people will receive the words of Jesus. You know, you'll testify and tell people that Jesus did this for me. And people will receive it from you as though they received a an angelic vis- visitation. It's, it's just the way, you know, we, we depend on one another more than we know. Human beings will take the testimony of another human being before the testimony of <laughs> any other creature. It's, the tr- it's, it's so amazing to me but i'm just beginning to realize this so this, i i figure out now that as i'm reflecting on it as i record as i'm speaking now and i understand why jesus really had so much confidence to go back to heaven and go and sit at the right hand of the father and he kept telling the disciples he was like look it is better for me that i go back because then i can then unleash the entire population on earth 
and send the Holy Spirit who can then be in numerous uncountable lives rather than me physically being in one place and being limited by what this physical body can do. Instead of me, instead of one Jesus in one place, you will have uncountable Jesuses living in the lives of Christians. That was the grand plan. The disciples couldn't understand how, how can it be better for you to go back? I mean, as in really, it's better for you to be here doing the miracles and everything. He was like, look, I'm only constrained. You know, you, you were, and that's because God had a global vision. He had a planetary vision. He had a universal vision. And he knew, I cannot in this body cover the entire face of the earth. It's better for me to be back. Let me, I have, you know, I have done the sacrifice. You know, I have preached the gospel. The doctrine came first. I talked about my death, you know, and my resurrection. I have given all of that, you know, the gospel, the doctrines, principles of faith, the new covenant, all of that. Then I've done taking upon the sins, um, taking upon myself the sins of the world, gone to death, paid the price, gone to the Father to offer my blood, came back to show myself to you who are the first witnesses. And I'm coming out in goosebumps right now so that you can see that of the truth, everything that was prophesied of me, both what I said and that which has been prophesied by the prophets before my coming to the earth. It has all been fulfilled. The Bible tells us when he went through all the prophets, he took the time after his um, ascension to, I mean, before his ascension, to take them through and show them how his death, his crucifixion was a fulfillment of the scriptures as had been written by the prophets even in times of old. He opened their eyes. When he had done all of that, context setting, doctrinal, foundation, principle setting, and all that, using the scripture, which they knew was of God. Because if you know, as of this time, there was no, in quotes, New Testament written anywhere. It was later on that the disciples started writing his words. The gospels were written after he had gone back to heaven. He had ascended back. But So he used the Torah, the Old Testament, to explain to them how the events of the past few days was a fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. And then he happily went back to heaven. <laughs> and they were all looking at him, you know, as in, he ascended up. The, 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 the Bible records that he was, they were all looking at him as he was going up into heaven. And then an angel came unto them and said, why are you people looking up into heaven? That this same Jesus that you saw going up in this same way, as visible as he has been to you, that is how he will come back again. Awesome, awesome. And that that's the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm in goosebumps right now because the Holy Spirit has just spoken preached a sermon that I have never heard preached. You know what I'm saying? He said things that I've never heard before. That's just him. And I love it when he does this thing. You know, and this is why we can't do Jesus without the Holy Spirit. We can't do Christ without the Holy Spirit. We can't do God without the Holy Spirit because he really does give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The knowledge of God comes from the spirit of God. You cannot know God outside of it. I mean, you know, let's not even try. We can't. I mean, this part, he just said something now that I don't even know, which is why after I record, I always make a point to go back and listen because, and there's some musings I've listened to. I'm like, my goodness, it, I don't feel like I recorded it. I'm like, this is not, you know, it, it didn't come from me. I was just a vessel. I was just a vessel because I myself, I don't know those things. Even in listening, I'm like, oh my goodness, you mean, in fact, when I go through a lot of the musings, it really feels strange to me so i realize that i am just a a vessel i am just a vessel and i think this is how it is for all of us anyone who yields themselves to god even at the most simple basic levels 
once God steps in, all you are is a vessel, just a carrier. In the same way as water in a glass is different from the glass. You're just a container. And the fact that that water is in the glass doesn't mean that the water is the glass or the glass is the water. You are just, car- just a carrier. That's all I, you know, I am when God speaks through this music, particularly when the Holy Spirit comes in as he has come in now. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for really speaking. Because I, I think I just, I really just needed God to speak this morning. I needed him to speak to me. And this is just lovely. And, you know, yesterday I was talking about the sister I was speaking with and how God uses people to bless you. And, and she just took me on this journey. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm beginning to realize that we as people, it's very important for us as Christians to testify and witness God and Christ through our lives and show what it means to be a Christian because this is why Christ left to go back to the Father so that he could intercede on the behalf. This is why he also leaves us on earth so that we continue our lives as Christians. It's very important. Christianity is not just about getting saved that's the first part but the end game is to save one to save the other christianity is a train the trainer religion you know what i'm saying you train the, every, every one of us immediately we get saved we, we we take on we become people who then need to be taught so that we can teach others that's that's what jesus said that's the uh, the, the the mandate he says go into all the world preach the gospel to every creature teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. So all of us are called to be trainers, Christianity trainers. And we train through our words and through our deeds, our lifestyle, our behavior, our character, our conduct, our values, our mindset. It's not about what we're going to get. Christianity is not about going to church and praying for God to pay my bills, school fees, and all what we have turned it into. We're believers. The, the truth is we're actually not raising believers. We're just raising it's almost like keeping children at an infantile stage. Imagine a parent who has a child and continues to feed that child of, of breast milk. In raising children, I realize that we have to intentionally take actions for us to transit them from one phase to the other. If you don't transit your child to solid food, to semi-solid, the child will not transit. They will continue taking breast milk. I know because I had a child that was very difficult to make that transition. Some children will transit, will, will see you eating food and maybe ask. But if you, if you refuse them that food, they will, they, will, they will become dependent on breast milk and they will never transit. We've seen children age three, God knows what age, still drinking breast milk. You as the parent have to cut it off. It's called weaning. In the same way, so spiritual babies, when people are born into the, uh, into the kingdom, they are spiritual babies. Then you now decide to keep them on breast milk just so that they remain attached to you that is what we have in the kingdom of god today so you have believers who do not know that you are a trainer and your first um, agenda is to receive training so that you can become a trainer that is for every disciple it's not only for the people called to the fivefold ministry that is what jesus said that's the only way we can be impactful and it's not i'm not talking about you know, going out and being an evangelist or preaching tracts. I'm talking about living Jesus with your life. Because what we see now is people who see evangelism as something they go out to do at a specific time and then the, the rest of their lives can be, you know, as in, yes, I can be angry, with, I can have malice with all of my neighbors, I can argue with them, I can fight with people in church, I can, you know, I can take bribes, you know, so long as I go out every Sunday for evangelism. That's not Christianity. 
Christianity is turning away from a particular lifestyle and turning to God and leaving Christ in everything at home, in church, in my community, in my society, being known for good works, charitable works, and people understanding that Christ is at the center of my life. Not church, but Christ. I think what's happening to many of us, self included, at some point in time, is we have made church the center of our lives. And church is not perfect. Christ is perfect. It's Christ that needs to be at the center. The person that saved us is Christ, not the church. The person that called us is Christ, not the church. The person who saved us is Christ, not the church. The source of power of is Christ, not the church. The person we are serving, the person we are beholden to, the person we are, accounted, we are, we are accountable to is Christ. The mandate is the mandate from Christ. The church is supposed to be the nurturing place. But that doesn't... Hmm. When you read the Bible, you see that Christianity is a personal thing. When the Bible talks about the great throne judgment, it says the books are open. It says people came one by one. It does not say families. It does not say churches. So it says every man will account for his work. It does not say every family. It does not say every home. It doesn't say every nation. It doesn't say every kingdom. It doesn't say every church or every congregation. Every man will account for their works, even their idle works. So today, the only God is, I think what God is saying to me, what I'm hearing and sensing is, he wants me, he wants you, he wants I, he wants us to become vessels of honor that are prepared for the master's use using my life as a container of God's glory, his words, his wisdom, his power, his essence, his love, and pouring it out onto people, sharing it out in the way this sister helped me yesterday in my time of need. I was feeling pretty low about something and I reached out to her and she said just the right thing. So she has poured out of her some of the water of living water that God has put in her she has been a vessel it's a very intentional thing and if i if she was not filled up with living water she would not have living water to pour to me if all that is in her is venom or envy or malice or evil speaking she will not have living water to pour out for me when i need it thank you holy spirit and this is why sometimes it looks like god uses certain people and doesn't use other people it's because we are not yet prepared in terms of we're not available we're still so much focused on ourselves and what we want to get from god we do not realize that the purpose of being of christianity is to be a vessel for god now if i'm a vessel for god god will look after my glass my container which is my body my life is now god's responsibility to make me healthy and whole i remember when i was ill last year with the virus that has assailed the world it got to a point i i there were days i couldn't record and i kept telling god i said god i have to be able to record and that was the motivation so it, it wasn't me praying for healing because i needed to be healed it had become a partnership between god god this is affecting our work so god stepped in so yes i still get the healing but then the motive for the healing is christ 
the motive for having a healed body is not for my life for my family for me to do you know all the things i need to do on this earth the, what what in fact what pained me most at that time was that it, it, it affected that for some days it did that was very hurtful to me I don't mind that it affected my work. I wasn't able to work that. I didn't care. In fact, I didn't even want to come back to work even when I got better because it just made me look at life in such a way like, oh my goodness, why then struggle? And if something like this can just, you know, I was just like, what? Let me just, I just wanted to just do Christ things. Later, it, was, it took some time for God to talk to me and make me understand that even my work, the places it took me to is part of ministry because then you meet people and you are able to minister to them. You know, when he says go into all the world, it doesn't say, you know, it goes it go into the world. So business world, you know, economic world, social world, cultural world, religious world, go into all of it. Any space that I bring you in, take me with you, you know, fill yourself up with Christ, his word, his spirit, his power, his presence, and then take me with you, you know. You know, just pour me out the same way you do. You talk about whatever it is you do. You know, a natural conversation. Don't force the Christ conversation. Just make sure you are, I'm inside of you. I will come out. The Christ witness will come out in the middle of other things that you're talking about. And people will see it. People will see that passion. They will see that presence of God in your life. And they will respond to that. You know, so anyways, that's that. So I, I, I'm going to leave it at that because... This is one of those moments when I can really say, God, this is an inspired music, very, 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 very inspired music and really blessing me. And it's making me, my experience yesterday, what God used this lady to do and what has come through that has just helped me realize why it's important for all of us to be vessels of honor and how God uses people in a way that it's only people that can do it. There are certain things in life I have found, in fact, most people who really really fall down in terms of you know depression and all that it's because of the inability of people to reach and connect to them in the way that they needed not in the way that the people thought they should have received but in the way that they needed because when people feel like nobody understands them nobody gets them nobody you know that is when they are their worst and lowest low and no and they feel no one can help them you know for some reason whatever but my prayer is that in every space that we may find ourselves, that I may find myself, may God make me, help me to become a vessel that is able to meet people, help people at their point of need, either in word, in deed, in faith, in love, in purity, in power, in righteousness, in holiness, or in peace. That will take, it's only God that will help me to be that kind of vessel that is prepared 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 means able prepared you know and this is so spiritual thank you holy spirit i, I really need to listen to this so i'll just leave this here i guess i i think i'll just call this a vessel of honor or something you know thank you very much for listening i hope this has been a blessing to you i trust god that he will season his words with salt and cause it to do something marvelous and awesome in your life the purpose for why i do this musing is because i'm tired of christianity that you know faith without works where you're just living a life you profess christianity but your life is not showing christ i'm tired of living that life that is is just ceremonial and you know misrepresentative of christianity where people even in society are, are beginning to ask where are the christians because there's so much evil going on and people are losing hope in in, in christ because they do not see christians you know living a life of faith and courage 
which is really what Christianity is. Because to confront evil, you need courage. And, and, and Christianity does not shy from confronting evil. In fact, Christianity rises up. Faith rises to the uh, uh, um, um, uh, rises up to the situation of, 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 of confronting and confronting to overcome evil. Faith does not shy away from evil. Whether you see it operating in your society, in your government, in your political setting, wherever you sit in your family, faith is not to avoid conflict. Faith is not to shy away. Faith is to confront evil in spirit and soul and in, and you know, if you need to say something, I'm not saying fight, no. Faith is not about physical fighting. But we confront with the word of God. We confront with truth. We confront with a witness that is true, not false witness. We do not confront by silence. No, we don't do that. In fact, evil has to be spoken to. It has to be spoken against. And I guess, and that's why I say a vessel prepared, because it is God that will lead us on what we need to do. But silence is never an option, not where evil is concerned. No, then you are complicit. So it's either you are speaking against it, you are speaking to it, or you are praying against it. There must be something you are doing that has that voices out the voice and the power of God. We cannot be silent in the face of evil. By doing that, we are supporting, we are complicit. May God help us to be vessels of honor, prepared, able, meet, ready, willing, available, courageous for his use, to his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.